Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the This Southern Girl Can Show, the podcast that covers it all with a sweet Southern accent. Your host, Amber, is a successful YouTuber and published author who teaches others to craft, cook, run a business, and balance a hectic lifestyle. Check her out on Facebook, YouTube, and all other forms of social media under the same name as this podcast, This Southern Girl Can. You can also check out her website at www.thissoutherngirlcan.com. And now, here's Amber. Where do I even begin with this episode? I, I guess I need to really start off with just how overwhelmed I have been this past week since the release of my previous episode talking about toxic business coaches which is actually going to segue into this episode that I have been absolutely overwhelmed with the amount of people that have been sending me messages on Facebook and anywhere else they can get in touch with me regarding the toxicity in the business coaching community but also the toxicity in the wreathing community. Now I know there's a lot of people out there and when I talk about this with other people, um, actually there's a handful of YouTubers that I'm talking with right now in regards to the levels of toxicity in, in both of these things. Um, they're shot. They're like, they make wreaths and they're causing this much drama. Oh yeah. I know you have like this tiny little fish in a great big pond and you know, they think they're all that. <laughs> and then they want to cause so many problems for so many people. It, it's ridiculous. But first off, let's talk about this podcast here. I've mentioned previously that it was meant to be a short-lived thing. And I've gotten such a good response lately. And so many people asking me to keep up my podcast. that I think... I'm now just going to make that a permanent part of, of me. I think I'm going to do that. Um, I used to do Small Business Saturdays where I teach you how to get your small business off the ground and keep it off the ground. I would like to go back into doing that. You know, just helping small business owners. Um, color trends, you know, possible Etsy trends, you know, things like that. You know, just helping small business owners. And of course, I will touch back again on the toxicity of certain things. As I see how this plays out, I will touch base back in on it. But for this podcast, my podcast, the last episode has spread like wildfire, okay? For plays, downloads, um, just listens, period, okay? It is up 1,200%, 1,200% over the previous 30 days. And my subscription rate is up 52% over the previous 30 days. The previous episode that I released, talk about the toxic business coaches, has been my most downloaded and listened to ever. What does that tell you? It tells you that this is not just me sitting here with a microphone and a headset, talking to myself in my craft room, and like airing out things that are getting on my nerves. This tells me that there are so many people out there that are absolutely sick to death of the toxicity and the nonsense that's going on within the wreathing community. Not only the business coaching community, like I said, but also the wreathing community and the toxicity within the wreathing community is what we're going to be talking about today. So when I aired that last episode, I told you I was expecting backlash and that backlash will come. 
but it will be slow. Like I said, it will probably hit me in an area of my life where I least expect it at a time when I least expect it. And that's cool. That's fine. If somebody's messing with me, they're leaving someone else alone, right? Hopefully they're leaving someone else alone. And I've already seen my name publicly out there being talked about. And it's okay. Because if whatever I say has hit a nerve with you, maybe you're the one I'm talking about. Or maybe I'm not even talking about you. Maybe I'm talking about someone else, but you're feeling things off of it. And you're like, well, maybe she's talking about me and maybe she's not. If the negative things that I'm saying here resonates with you, maybe you need to stop and think about why it is resonating with you, okay? Like I've already had someone in my inbox saying, I know that you're talking about my friend here and I don't appreciate it and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, what's your friend's name? And she told me, I'm like, I don't know who that is. Who's that? <laughs> I don't know who that is, but maybe if it's hitting a nerve with your buddy, um, maybe she needs to stop and think about it, right? But moving on here, let's, let's talk about myself just for a second. I am a very private person, okay? I am not out here sticking my nose in everybody else's business. I don't want to travel around and meet a bunch of different people. That's not who I am. I've always kept to myself. My life is small and quiet, and I really prefer it that way. But many times, you know, and, and this is actually something that's carried over from childhood. I was always the third wheel. I, I'm a little bit different than a lot of people, but yet I'm the same as a lot of people. Okay. It's like, I've never really fit in anywhere and that's fine. I don't want to fit in. If all of this toxicity is coming from the in crowd that people want to be a part of and, oh, I want to be around this person, blah, blah, baby, you can have it. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm very happy with my quiet, still, small life, okay? But, you know, I, I was always the third wheel. I was always like the outcast. If a group of friends was doing something, I always felt like I was the one left out. Moving on into adulthood, there's conversations between friends that I'm not a part of. And that's cool. That's fine. And I always thought I'm missing out here. It's like I'm missing out on something. Even now, you know, there, there's like no one that I could go have coffee with. You know, there's no one that I could say, well, I was talking to someone a while ago and we need to, we need to meet up. You know, we need to go hang out for a little bit just to get away and have some coffee, girl talking coffee. But, and it started to bother me after a while. You see your friends, they have relationships, you know, they have spouses and, they're always doing things with their spouses and this and this and that and meeting up with friends and doing this. And, and I don't, I don't have that. It's me. It is me and my littles and my pets. And that started bothering me after a while. But after hearing all of these nightmare stories, all of these nightmare stories that have been coming in over the past week, it, it has changed my perspective on so much. My best friends live in my phone. I'm down here in the South. They're up in the North. They live in my phone. Would I like to meet up and, and go shopping or something? Of course. Of course. But, you know, they live in my phone and that's the way that life is. I'm like, well, you know, I could have a group of friends here. and We could do this and we could do that. And it did bother me that I didn't have that. But not so much anymore. Not so much anymore. Actually, today, when I woke up, I was like barely awake. And first thing I do, I go to make the coffee. And I don't know, I was just hit with this overwhelming sense of gratitude. 
I look at my little coffee corner over here, you know, with my Keurig and, you know, my little mugs and everything. And I'm like, oh, I'm so very thankful that I can walk in here and I can make this coffee. And I'm so very thankful that even though my home is small, I have a home and I have a roof and I'm clothes and I have food and my children are healthy, you know, and I'm healthy. And the reason that I was so grateful is to have not ever been sucked in to the drama, to have not ever been sucked into the black hole that is this toxic rethink community. Some of the stories that I was hearing, okay, let's talk about this. Some of the stories that I was hearing, I have, I have not repeated, but I have taken sort of like the highlights of all of these stories. And I have passed that on to some of the people that are the closest to me in hopes of it sort of being like a warning or, you know, as a way of preventing them from being hurt by these people. You know, maybe they didn't know all this and there's something that they need to know that they need to sort of like be on the lookout for. Sort of like a red flag, as you will. And one of the biggest themes of all of these stories is these people thought that they had a group of friends within this particular community. They thought they had a group of friends. And these friends turned their backs for the sake of the almighty dollar or the promise of the almighty dollar. All, it was all about money. And this is why I have a very hard time letting people into my little circle here. Like I said, my circle is small and I'm grateful for the people that are in my circle. And I will protect and defend the people that are in my circle from these vultures, from these, these maggots. So I just want to feed on people. There's also someone else out there that I greatly admire and respect in the Wreathen community. And they went to a certain, a certain convention lately. And I was telling myself, please don't suck this person in, please, because I really like them. They're, they're good hearted. They are a good person. Please don't let them get caught up in all this. And I'm praying so hard that they don't. I'm praying so hard that they don't get caught up all in the mess it's just these stories of these people, these friends turning their back because this person is promising money. So they're going to go follow this person, even if it means leaving this friend in the dust and just showing up at people's houses, just tromping through each other's houses all the time. Like this house had like a revolving door, people just in and out and in and out. That would cause me to have the biggest anxiety attack <laughs> because I can't stand a bunch of people in my house I don't really like people in my home to begin with. Your home is your sacred space. Your home is your sacred space. That is the place for you to feel safe. It is the place for you to feel protected. It is the place for your children to feel safe and protected. And for these snakes to come into your home, posing as a friend, but you know they have they have motives coming into your home and bringing that negative energy around you and your children. And they know that they know what they're doing. They're in there with every intent of not being your friend and, and then doing people wrong, knowing that they're getting ready to stab you in the back, knowing that they're only there to gather intel and to gather information. And then they turn around and then they run right back to their puppet master because that's the only way their puppet master can stay afloat in a highly competitive area is to gather intel and then try to use that against that person that they gathered it from. And right now, I want to say yesterday, I felt very physically ill. I, I was sick all day. 
I've had so many people in my inbox on Facebook. I have been on phone calls with people. I ran my battery down like twice the other day. And that's odd for me. You know, I ran my battery down on my phone. Just talking to so many people and talking so much. And I'm the listener. I want to listen to their stories because I feel like these people have held it in for long enough. They need someone that they can let it out to that they know is going to get the word out. And you have to be very careful of what you say because, you know, people are so happy. Oh, I'll do this. Well, maybe if you weren't acting the way that you're acting and maybe if you weren't doing the things that you're doing, you wouldn't be so afraid of someone shedding light on it. But I will tell you this. The song popped in my head the other day and it won't go away. It's uh, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho and it will not go away. Anyone who knows me knows I'm not a religious person at all. I am a highly spiritual person, but that is something completely different from religion. I am not a religious person. With that being said, let's talk about that song that is not leaving me. So what, what was wrong with the city of Jericho? So in the Bible, it talks about in Exodus, the people of Jericho and the other cities of Canaan, they had become defiled by their worship of idols. Listen to what I'm saying here. They had become defiled and blinded by their love and their worship of idols. Idols being false things that you should be worshiping, okay? But anyway, so there were seven priests and they walked around the city walls, around and around. They were carrying the Ark of the Covenant. Joshua was there. He had his troops marching around and around. They were blowing all of their sacred horns. And on the seventh day, all of the horns blew. Everyone shouted and the walls fell. The walls fell and the evil was driven out. It's not going to take one person. It takes a bunch of people blowing their horns. It takes a bunch of people circling the ones that are doing the wrong and voicing all at once, blowing their horns and bringing all of it down. Do you understand what I'm saying? It will never stop until people start speaking up. One of the main topics of the messages that I've been receiving is thank you so much for doing this. You know, we've been waiting for someone to do it. Maybe you're the one to do it. Maybe I am, you know, maybe I am the one that's, you know, finally coming forward. But like I said, there, there are several YouTubers that I'm speaking with about people like this and I'm not one of these people that you can make me quiet by taking them to Disney World. You can't make me keep my mouth shut by promising me tickets to Disneyland and Disney World. Uh, putting gas in my car, giving me gift cards to Walmart. That don't work with me. Other people can be bought and paid for. That don't work with me, okay? The funny thing is, all these people in this little clique, they think they're each other's friends and they're not. They are using the ringleader as a springboard. Ringleader is using them to try to say, hey, I'm bigger than what I actually am. You know, the, it, it's, it's funny almost. It is absolutely hysterical to me because I've had it done to me. I've had it done to me. I had someone to ride my coattails until they got to where they wanted to be. And then what did they do? They dropped me and they move on to the next best thing. Because I only let that go so far before I'm going to start saying something about it. And I guess they jumped ship before I started saying something about it, right? And that's fine. People are going to use you. They're going to use each other. All you can do is just sit back and watch it happen. And then when they come crying to you, say, I told you so. I told you so. They don't want to hear the I told you so's, but yet they're chasing that dollar. They are chasing that dollar. I have seen good people being overtaken by greed. 
and that need to be in the spotlight. Oh, look at me. Um, I thought you were supposed to be practicing humility over here. I thought you were supposed to be humble. You're not being very humble. You're, it, it's shocking to me. Some of the people that are getting looped in with this wreath and community, like I said, they, they have like their prayer meetings in the morning and then they're drunk that night. Does that sit right with you? Does that sit right with you? It doesn't sit very well with me at all. I'll touch base on that again in the near future. One of the things that a lot of people are asking me, like if we tell you our story, will you share it? And I said, well, here's the thing. Number one, I will never say your name. I don't care who you are. If you ask me, well, who said that? I'm not going to tell you who said it. I'm sorry. I've already got snakes coming out of the woodwork, sending me friend requests on Facebook, just trying to see what I post. And I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I don't post people's names. I don't do that. I have the snakes already trying to join my Facebook group. It's okay. You're not going to find anything in there. <laughs> we don't carry on drama and nonsense in my group. We don't do that. We're there to craft. And that is my whole purpose of doing this is to make crafting fun again. Because it's not fun right now. I like to teach people how to craft. And I have met some absolutely wonderful people by doing it. You know, I've got like my regular followers on YouTube. And I look forward to their comments. I mean, you know, these are my friends. These are my people. And then you have the people that come to you pretending to be your friend and they're not your friend. <laughs> they're just trying to gather intel. So I will share people's stories. I will share it. Um, I have. And the thing is, it's like so many of these stories are, are very similar. Okay. They're very similar. So I have them all written down and I've kind of taken notes and I've melded the topics together here and there where I could. And I will be going over them here just in a second. The number one thing that shocked me, and actually this is what made me sick. I already knew a lot about the Reethan community. I already knew a lot about the situation, which is why I have kept myself out of it. I want to teach people how to make cute things. I want to have fun and I want to pay my bills. I want to raise my kids. I mind my own business. But word gets around. I mean, if you are in the social media circles, you can't help but see things here and see things there. But I'm here to tell you right now, the disgusting things that I have seen, the messages, the screenshots that people have sent me, the recorded conversations that they sent me and I have listened to, make me sick. And I will say right now, these people are some of the most disgusting people I think I have ever heard of. And I thank God that I'm not associated with any of them. I really do. I could tell you some things that I have heard on those recordings. I could tell you the things that I have seen in those screenshots and the screen records that people didn't think, oh, this will never get out. Yeah, it does. It does. And it's disgusting. Um, a certain person that everybody just thinks is just so wonderful, pretty much calling 100% of their demographic a C-U-N-T calling other creators a c-u-n-t people getting a little too intoxicated and saying things and if i were to repeat what i have heard oh my goodness i don't understand it i don't understand it like i said it's all been turned into this big disgusting competition and there's absolutely no reason for it to be why can't we all just make things and just have fun but anyway, my promise was to get some of the stories out. Um, the, just the stories of 
people posing as friends and then they go behind your back and they talk to your family members, they talk to your daughter, they talk to other people behind your back because they know that you've caught on to their bull, okay? And a certain person um, being recorded around a table saying, oh, <laughs> we can outsell anybody. I can outsell anybody. I can sell ISIS. You didn't sell me. You didn't sell me on your bullshit. Sorry, but you didn't. And I'm so glad that I didn't fall for it. I'm a little bit too smart for that. <laughs> and I'm not saying that the people that were in it are not smart because these people are very conniving. They, um, they make a lot of promises that they can't carry on. They make people sign these stupid little um, non-disclosure agreements just to try to cover their behinds. And let me tell you, some of those people that signed those non-disclosure agreements, they're talking. They're talking. And and uh, I will never in my life reveal their names either. So how do I know that they signed non-disclosure agreements if they didn't tell me? Yeah, they're talking. These, these little agreements, it's absolutely ridiculous. And how this person boasts that they have all these people working for them. I have the, oh, they work for me. Excuse me, do you send them a W-2? Come tax time, do you give these people a W-2? Because if you don't give them a W-2, guess what? They don't work for you. They are freelancers and you are using their services, okay? Or they are just friends of yours that you have roped into participating in your silliness, and they are promoting you, but they don't work for you. Let's get that right out there. That was a big problem that some people were having. Um, this person said that I worked for them and I didn't. I said, well, you know, did you receive W-2s? No. Okay, if you didn't receive W-2s from this person, then you don't work for them. Did they pay you under the table? No. Well, then guess what? <laughs> if they paid you under the table, you need to report them. If they didn't give you a W-2, then you don't work for them. They're just someone that needs your services. They're going to sling you a little bit of money here and there to pay for those services. They're not your employer. And that was a big, that was a big topic. You know, I don't want people thinking, yeah, I worked for this person. Baby, you don't work for them. Another one was talking about the threats that are made. If you go against what a certain person says, oh, you're toxic. You're a Karen. You're jealous. You're this. You're that. I am. Excuse me. Have you lost what is left of your mind? Just because someone points something out that you're doing wrong does not mean that they are jealous. <laughs> you have nothing <laughs> for which I should be jealous. That's actually, that's laughable. Actually, that's laughable. Um, <laughs> no, the one thing I am jealous of is I wish my bank account was as big as this person's ego. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Um, you, you can't disagree with them. Oh, because then you're not part of the group. And then here comes the threats and here comes this. And yeah, you're the Karen and you're negative and you're toxic and you're jealous and they will dox you. They will dox you. They will tell everyone. They will shed negative light on you. And the majority of the time it's not true what they're saying. They just want everyone to look down on you because you disagreed with them and you saw through them and you're not going to play along anymore. Several people... Several people brought this to my attention that a certain person at a convention, one of these little get together things, um, was talking about 
comparing their veterinary bills to a single mother of five kids. <laughs> yeah, vet bills. All right, listen here, Jim Jones, because I'm getting ready to sit here and I'm getting ready to hit you with some facts, okay? It's absolutely ridiculous. You have no clue what you're talking about, child. Okay, so this study, actually right here, this study was released September 11th, 2023. Now, we all know some dogs live longer. Some dogs don't live as long. But this was assuming a 15-year lifespan, okay? Let's say that your dog is going to live to be 15 years old, okay? I wish they live longer. <laughs> I really do. But let's assume that your dog lives to be 15 years old and you take them to the vet. You know, you get all their checkups. You do what you're supposed to do, okay? From your initial purchase of this dog as a puppy, okay? Let's say, okay, it's ready to be taken away from the mother and we're going to purchase the dog right now, okay? Down to end of life care. The total lifetime cost of owning that dog is estimated between 19000 to 55000 Okay, now that is a big span. That is a big span. It all depends on, of course, the type of dog. Because, you know, all dogs, they, they have their quirks and, you know, they have their health issues, right? It also depends on the area in which you live. Um, so let, let's go with the high number. Okay, just for the sake of argument, let's go with the high number. Let's screenshot this on my phone right quick so I can refer back to it. Let's go with the high number of the total cost of owning this dog from birth to death is $55,000. Now, my dear dum-dum, we're going to go over here and let's talk about kids. For a child, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the USDA, now they are... They're taking in inflation, okay? So this study was released February 13th of 2023. The figure of raising a child from birth to the age of 18. Now, we all know that you're going to help your kids out past the age of 18. Of course, they're your child. You're going to help them out past that. But the average cost of raising a child from a baby to 18 years of age, $288,000. Actually, a little bit over that. $288,000. So we're talking about food, housing, clothing, school supplies, health care. Oh, do you send your dog to school? I would like to know what school he goes to and what brand of pencils he uses. Okay, so let's actually take a look at this. Let's say, oh, yeah, you're a single mother, five kids. God almighty. All right, let's, let's add this up, okay? Let's say we add up five dogs, okay? To the age of 15, you're not even hardly going to touch the cost of raising one child through adulthood. That's just to the age of 18 now. That's not for the rest of their life. Maybe if they lose their job and they can't make their car payment or something happens and they're sick. And um, maybe you need to help them out with groceries or something. Your five dogs isn't even going to touch the cost of one kid. Are you serious? And you are pretty much, yeah, I just threw my phone. You are actually going to sit there and act like you know what it's like to be a single parent. Are you for real? If something happens and you lose your job, let's say you can't take care of your animals, and worse comes to worse, you absolutely have to get rid of them. You can rehome your animal in case of emergency, take them to the shelter. I do not advocate taking animals to the shelter. But let's say worse comes to worse and you have no other choice. 
can you do that with your child? Or can you just push your kid off on somebody and say, oh, well, I'm tired. You know, I'm going to go board my kids so that I can go on vacation. Excuse me? But yeah, several people had big issues with that. And after hearing it, I had a big issue with it as well. So moving on, let's talk about another issue here. This person always talks about transparency. Let's be transparent. There's a lot of people out there that talk about transparency. Talking about moving warehouses. Now, there's a lot of crafters out there that have warehouses, right? I've got a small one myself. Um, talk about moving their warehouses. Okay, you're going to move your warehouse. Place that you're going to move your warehouse after doing some research. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper area. You can't afford the warehouse that you're in, so you're going to move to a cheaper one. Can I blame you for that? Absolutely not. I mean, if I had the option, yeah, I'd, I'd move to a cheaper one too. But you're not moving, and, and the thing was that they were moving because they moved so much product and they have to go to another warehouse. If you're moving so much product, then why in a video could you obviously see massive amounts of dust on, on shelves, dust everywhere, outlining boxes that had set there. If a warehouse is active, it's not going to have dust on the shelves. Now, I do know someone that, you know, sells a decent amount of craft supplies, and um, the shelves in that warehouse were never dusty because stuff was coming in and going out, coming in and going out, coming in and going out. Even Craig Bachman himself was impressed with that. Which is another thing, people faking relationships with bigger name people to try to make themselves look bigger than what they really are. And, you know, after conversation with Bachman, after one person, he's like, who is that? Like, I'm just checking my facts here. I'm just checking facts. This person told me this and I'm just checking facts. I'm like, yeah, I don't know who that is. You see, it's... I was getting sick and tired of hearing this story and then hearing this story and then hearing this story about different people from different people. And I'm like, you know what? Take it into your own hands and do your own fact checking. I always encourage people to do that. You know, if you hear something from somebody, if you can, you know, do, you know, do a fact check and see if you can figure it out yourself or is it just hearsay? A lot of things are hearsay. I'd be like, okay, well, do you have recordings? Do you have screenshots? Do you have screen recordings? Do you have anything? And the people that I've been talking to, which are many, they have the screen recordings and the screenshots and they have everything to back themselves up, which is why I'm taking them seriously. Okay. If someone comes to me and they just say something, I'm like, where's your proof? Do you have proof or is this just hearsay? Maybe you just don't like this person, you know, and you're trying to run your mouth about them. But I've got all the proof I need. I've got all the proof I need. And like I said, this is bigger than me. <laughs> this is a lot bigger than me. There are several other podcasters and YouTubers that I'm in talks with right now. And we're going to see this needs to stop. It needs to stop. Do you honestly think, do you honestly think here, Manson, that you can just send people out here to do your bidding and then when they get caught and they realize that it's wrong, that you're not going to have to pay for it? I just, I don't understand that way of thinking. I mean, it's a mental defect to think that way. It really is. It's a mental defect. And a lot of that goes back to the toxic fake it till you make it crap that a lot of these coaches out here teach. If people think that you're bigger than what you are, they will flock to you. They will give you their money. You can make your hundreds of thousands of dollars and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. Shut up. It's ridiculous because people do that as well. Okay? 
and this is a prime example. Like I said, someone um, was making something on a live, was making a craft. All this other person said was they didn't like it. And the person making it became absolutely unglued. I don't know who you think you are. I will outspend you. Yeah, okay. I will outspend you. I can outwit you. I doubt it. I will end you. Okay, are you making threats? Are you threatening people? This is what I say to somebody all the time. I'm like, oh, do you think that you're threatening me? I'm like, what is wrong with this person? And this is not just me saying this. There are people sending screenshots and recordings from within groups, from within lives, from within videos. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> are you crazy? I'm like, I never knew that this kind of thing went on until I'm starting to receive all this stuff. You know? It's crazy. And it needs to stop. And I'll say, I don't know who the hell you think you are, but you're not invincible and you're not untouchable. The people that you have done dirty, they will turn on you and they are turning on you. And the people that are within your circle right now, they will see that how you will treat them in the future and they will turn on you too. I've always pulled for the underdog. I have always pulled for the underdog. I have pulled for the people that are getting done dirty because it's happened to me in my life over and over and over and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I always tell people, if someone claims to be your friend, let's say they claim to be your friend. Oh, I've got your back, girl. I'm your friend. If they will not speak your name in a room full of opportunity, they're not your friend. While they're out here trying to make a name for themselves, if they don't say, oh, by the way, I've got this friend over here. She does this. You know, she deserves a little bit of recognition too, or he deserves a little bit of recognition too. If someone can't say that about you, they are not your friend. They are using you to get to where they want to be and then they will drop you, okay? It's the same thing that this person does. Not just this person. There's a handful of people out there that will do it. And you see it, you know that they're using other people, but you don't say anything because you don't want to stir the waters. Well, let me tell you what. I've got a big old pot and I've got a big spoon. I talk softly and I carry a big spoon, but I'm talking rather loudly. And I've got my big spoon and I'm stirring the hell out of this pot. You know, if you didn't want me stirring the pot, maybe you shouldn't have put the ingredients in the pot and then lit the fire. That's all I can say. But there is a lot more to this. I was shocked. Um, it made me sad. Uh, I was telling a friend of mine, I said, I had no idea how deep this rabbit hole goes. It's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. This people make me sick. You know, you just look at someone and you want to vomit. Yeah, that's the feeling that I have towards a few people right now. Um, whew, that was a lot. I didn't want this episode to be as long as the other one, and I don't think it will be. But when you have, when you have people, and I know I'm being listened to right now, and I know people are rolling their eyes, and if you're rolling your eyes, you know I'm talking about you. The people that I've been talking to on the phone, these women that have cried. And I'm not, I'm not talking about crying as in whining. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about physically crying, telling me how this community has broken them down. Tell me how they have felt so betrayed and they feel sick. And someone, it got to her so much, she wound up in the hospital. Do you feel good about yourself doing that? Is that how you're supposed to do business? I, mm, I swear, physically crying to me on the phone because of how broken they are. 
And I checked them out. I check out their business pages and they make some of the most beautiful things. And they have a light and they have a smile. And they're just out here doing their things, just trying to take care of their family. You know? And I'm like, why would anyone want to break them down? And you could just feel it. I could feel the sadness. I could feel the hurt. And I cried for these people. I, I did my crying this morning. And I cried for these people yesterday. Because I know how badly it feels when you see a friend drifting. And you know they're just stepping on you just to get to where they want to be. And like I said, it's happened to me over and over and over. And it's happened to these people. And I know how they feel. I know how they feel. I know where they're coming from and I can feel it just pulsing off of them, the sadness and the hurt and the anger. And yet this person is over here just reeling people in. Oh, I'm sorry I halfway destroyed your life. Let's go to Disney. What? Oh, goodness. I'm the person with a temper and it wouldn't be healthy for someone to physically be in my face knowing that they had done me that way. And that's all that I would say about that. And the people that I have not spoken to on the phone that are just flooding my inbox saying, I don't even know who you are, but thank you. It's about time. It's about time. It's about time. Because you know what? We don't need the Jim Jones and the cocaine Barbies of the world out here telling us what we need to be doing when we know what they're doing behind the scenes. We don't need it. And you don't need it. You don't need these people to beef you up. Why do you want these people? I know what it's like to need cash. I know what it's like to need a place to live. I know what that's like. And these people prey on that. And they will prey on that. Oh, you need some money? Well, just come over here and do this. I'll get you some money. And it's so easy to get sucked into it. It really is. And, you know, and I don't blame any of these people at all for getting sucked into it. I don't because it's so easy. But there's a documentary on Netflix, um, How to Be a Cult Leader. I would like for you to watch that. There's also a book called Cultish. C-U-L-T-I-S-H. The Language of Fanaticism it was written by Amanda Montell. Now, I may not agree with some of her other writings, but uh, this one pretty much hit the nail on the head. So if you can get your hands on that book, I suggest you read it. Also, if you could watch that documentary on how to become a cult leader, because there's a lot of people out here drinking the Kool-Aid right now. All you can do is warn them. All you can do is say, please, I love you enough to tell you to not listen to this person. I love you enough to tell you, I don't think you need to be associated with this person. Can't save everyone. You cannot save everyone. You cannot prevent everyone from getting hurt. Do what you can do. Just tell them about your experiences. And I'm going to end on that note. But like I said, uh, the next one will probably be released next Saturday. And I want to get back into doing my small business Saturdays. And keeping you up to date and trying to help all the small business owners out there. No, you're not going to have to pay me $15,000 for a master class. I'm just going to give you straight up information. I hope this helps somebody. I want you to know that you're not by yourself. I'm with you. There are hundreds of people in my inbox right now that are with you. You may not even know these people. You wouldn't know them if they were standing in front of you. You don't know them from Adam's house, cat. But they're with you. They got your back. I've got your back. I'll see you all next time. Bye. You've been listening to the This Southern Girl Can Show. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to follow so you'll be notified of upcoming episodes. Take care, and we'll see you next time.